did his pow out. The Powwow with Mo podcast. What up, and welcome to episode 15 of the Powwow with Mo podcast. I'm Mo. I am Powwow. All right, and this will be like our New Year's Eve episode. Yes. We were going to do it last week, and then Christmas plans got in the way. Yeah. We had to skip a week. Um, so, Powell, I'm sure a lot happened. I have almost nothing for current events. So, what are some current events? I have actually quite a few things. So, this one happened uh, a little over a week ago, uh, but there was an Amtrak in Washington uh, that was going 81 miles an hour around a curve when it was apparently supposed to be 30 miles an hour. Um, which ended up killing three people, uh, injuring multiple other people. Uh, it shut down I-5 uh, where it derailed, and it just looks like a horrific accident. Yeah, uh, um, I was still at work, so I've been off for two weeks because uh, my new job's cool like that mm-hmm. uh, for the holidays. And I was still at work when this happened, so I actually did see the news with that. And it was its inaugural run, so it was the first time it yes. had ever ran. And my whole thought the whole time was, I know for a fact uh, there are programs where you can do computer module, <laughs> modules of, you know, like what happens. You put in all your stuff like Roller Coaster Tycoon had that technology. Yeah, exactly. So I know that exists. So it just seems like they would have known unless maybe someone like if it was 80 instead of 30, maybe they just saw an eight and thought it was a three. Like someone needed glasses. I don't know. But there's no way you can go. We're going to go around this turn at 81 miles an hour right, I feel like it, being a driver. It really had to be completely on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, we're wrecking this motherfucker. Or, or someone was fucked up trying to drive. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, I recently got Persona 5 um, for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that's like part of the sideline story. Are these subway drivers are driving so fast and keep wrecking. Yeah. I'm not that far into the game yet, so I don't know what's going to happen, but. Reminds me of that. For sure. Uh, let's see. Something else that I that happened again. This was about a week ago or so. Uh, there was a DJ that was performing in Brazil. Um, unfortunately, he died that night. Uh, he was performing on a set when there were some strong winds and some storm clouds uh, that were passing. And the stage collapsed and struck him in the head and killed the DJ um, in the middle of his concert or whatever you want to call it. Um they took him to the hospital to try to help him out and revive him, but he was pronounced dead by the time he got to the hospital. But that would just be like the biggest downer of all time. Yeah. Um, going to a thing, having a big old party, because I'm assuming they're raving it up at this point, and then big strong winds. I mean, again, if you're outside doing a DJ, the number one thing I think you would want to look at is the weather. Yeah. And go, huh, they've got 60 mile an hour winds. We probably should have a tall stage for me to be sitting on which is probably made out of, I don't know, ex- some extra lumber that was laying around. Right. And then this collapse. And it, it is terrible that, that he died because of that. But to me, it seems like there should have been a few other precautionary measures taken Honestly, prior to doing it. My thought, and it's not the most empathetic, is if I was a DJ, I would almost have no outside venues because I feel like you can't control the sound quality at all. Yeah. Outside, it all sounds shitty. For sure. So I would try to hold myself to a higher standard there. (laughs) For Um, sure. I saw this thing. It's not a current event, but I saw it this week. Um, I think the original article actually came out in August of 1996, but I thought it was pretty cool. It was on Reddit. All right. Um, So the headline is, an invisible electrostatic wall at the 3M adhesive tape plant. So basically... 
what happened here was uh, David Swinson of 3M Corporation, and I'm pretty sure they just make like tape because I've seen that little 3M symbol yeah. a lot of places, but I've never thought about it until I read this. Um, described an anomaly where workers encountered a strange invisible wall in the area under a fast-moving sheet of electrically charged polypropylene film in a factory. This invisible wall was strong enough to prevent humans from passing through. A person near this wall was unable to turn and had to walk so hold backwards on. to retreat from it. Are you telling me we just created a force field? Not just. This was <laughs> 20 years ago. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you tell me, like, this, All right. 20 years ago, we created a force field. We haven't been able to figure out how to use it around, I don't know, any of our military aircraft. Well, they probably have, actually. That's but true. But it says, this occurred in the late summer in South Carolina, August 1980, in an extremely high humidity polypepylene film on 50,000 foot rolls, 20 foot wide, was being slit and transferred to multiple smaller spools. The film was taken off the main roll at high speeds, flowed upward 20 feet to overhead rollers, passed horizontally 20 feet, and then downward to the slitting device, where it was spooled into shorter rolls. This whole operation formed a cubicle-shaped tent with two walls and a ceiling approximately 20 foot, 20 square feet, the spools ran at 1,000 feet a minute or about 10 miles per hour. And then the film had been manufactured with dissimilar surface structure on opposing faces. So somehow all of this stuff made this electromagnetic wall in this factory in 1980. And again, this is the 80s. Yeah. That has happened. I've never heard about this until you know? now. I don't see how this isn't something that is some major news. I just don't know how that wasn't. Like how I haven't seen it on. That, that's what I'm saying is. What's that one show I watch all the time? The like not at the museum or something at the museum, and it's just that yep. random dude. And it's like here's three random things you've never heard of, and he tells why you about it, them. Again, why didn't we hear this in science class? I don't know physics, <laughs> robotics, I mean, anything I guess that we took. We were born. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a little crazy to me that this has not been brought up until now because that seems like an awesome idea to have. And this is just making tape. I'm assuming. Or something that they're trying to make? Is that what it is? It sounds like, yeah, it's some sort of tape or maybe saran wrap some okay. substance. <laughs> and that's all it took to make it. Some plastic shit and rollers. I don't that, know. That seems pretty sweet. Yeah, I don't know. I saw that and was like, well, that's pretty cool. And I think the picture got me because it made it look like it was a bubble encompassing the whole <laughs> factory. I mean, could you imagine if you were the one person in the middle of all that when it was running and you can't fucking leave that area? Yeah. Because be if you take square feet, it's not very big. I've been hearing some crazy stories. There's a factory here in town that mm -hmm. I've heard of people working at, and it sounds horrific. Like, I guess some guy lost his arm, and they're. It's like super dangerous and like the only thing their safety valve is like this little wire that you have to remember to attach to you so that if you fall into it it'll pull a wire to shut off the machine but that seems like a really dumb, <laughs> I know, dumb like, precautionary measure uh, there. This guy I work with used to work at this factory and was telling me the stuff. And I was like, Nope, nope, nope. They get paid like minimum wage. Yeah, there's that's no a, way. there's a no. No way. So this has been brought up a few times on our podcast about John Gruden. Yeah. Well, there are now more and more reports where he is not going to be coming back to ESPN. He may be taking over the Raiders' head football coaching, which is crazy, which means that means Jack Del Rio's out. Um, a lot of people think he, he might be. But, I mean, look what happened this year. See, I thought a lot of people were leaning that he's somehow going to be at the Bucks because he has a home there and well, everything. Well, so this, is, this came out today that he has been trying to get in touch with Rich Gannon to be his quarterback coach in, uh, Oak, in Oakland. Oh, interesting. And and he has also been contacting multiple other former players and coaches to try to build up his coaching staff. To I've, me, you I've don't take that. that measure yeah. unless you know you're going back to coaching. I mean, 
I agree. I mean, I've heard of the whole staff thing. I just didn't know about the Raiders. Yeah, um, that that was I read that today, and now that also to the flip side of that means he's going to no longer be Monday Night Football analyst. Well, he's honestly been checked out lately. Anytime I've seen him. Well, I mean, with, since he got that new guy this year. Well, I, I heard Bill Simmons already talking about this, and I so this, I just want to believe it. Where he was like, if you listen to Steve Kerr's last year, all of a sudden he quit being critical of people. He just loved that guy. I love that guy. He's like, because he's about to be, he knew he was about to get back into it. He's not trying yeah. to make enemies. And like, so John Green's kind of doing the same thing lately. Yeah. Where it's just every time, oh, I love that quarterback. Love him. And he like he's just never going to be mean about it. For sure. So it, it is, I mean, but I they're talking about, you know, who could fill his spot. Um, Jay Cutler is still poised to join, you know, Fox, the, the number two team. Um, if he doesn't get grabbed by another team for $10 million or something stupid that he's not worth. Um, then they were also talking about three other big names, uh, Peyton and Eli and Larry Fitzgerald. Um, but the current analyst that's on there with John Gruden that took over this year, Sean McDonoghue, I think is his name, uh, that bald guy. Yeah. They're talking about they're going to be removing him. To me, I'm not a fan of him since he joined that. It just, he is very dull and dry. And I mean, he's a play-by-play. Exactly. And but also have a color guy. That's Mike Tirico is a play-by-play, and I could listen to him all day long. Yeah, well, there's certain people that can do a one-man show. Same like with podcasts. Like, there's certain – like, Bill Simmons can do a one-person podcast mm-hmm. an hour long, and you're like, yeah. Because he talks to, like, the audience, like, yeah. that's his other person or whatever. And then other people, if they try to do it by themselves, sound horrible. And then some people aren't good with two, you know. Or exactly. Like it, there's a whole kind of like a, we used to listen to like watch Mike and Mike, mm-hmm. but then you'd watch the herd, and it's like it was just different. One was one guy, and one's two. And people. One's two. And it, it was kind of the same with sports announcing, I think. For sure. Um, but yeah, I am kind of excited to see where where he goes to. Um, another thing on the football news that's happening today with the Patriots and Jets game. Uh, I mentioned this earlier to you before we started, and I think it's hilarious. The Bill Belichick is trolling the Jets by putting thermometers in their hallway out to the field to remind them because it it kickoff it's expected to be negative two with the wind chill, right? And so he's putting their thermometers all up and down their tunnel exit so they can realize they're going to be freezing their asses off when they're going out and playing this game. But again, I understand that, but you're the New York Jets, ass weather all the time anyway, right? But know, it is, they're right there. So, but negative two—that's that's freaking cold, man. I mean, it is. But like, my favorite football game of all time was in sixth grade. Whenever it was like a sleet of ice we played on, and all the my favorite games we ever played was when it was super cold. Yeah, I mean, it's and it doesn't as a player, it's really not that bad. Right. Now, as a fan sitting out in the stands, that's some cold shit. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's that's quite funny. Um, I did see where, you know, Puerto Rico, like half of the country is still without power. Yes. And it's been a really long time, mm-hmm. so that's crazy. Um, and no one really talks about it at all. It's because no one really cares yeah. here to mention anything, unfortunately. Well, <laughs> something will happen where it's like Disneyland lost power for whatever hours. How dare this happen in America? And it's like Puerto Rico is America, and they haven't had power for months. Because, uh, yeah, it's a little nuts to me that we just continue to just go, eh, sorry, guys, even though you pay us taxes and – you're pretty much a state. We're not going to help you out because you're not technically a 51st state. Yeah, and I also did see the thing where, uh, you know, the day after Trump tweeted he was going back to work, he was on a golf course. <laughs> of course. He's on the golf course half the time anyways. Uh, one of my favorite – I think I mentioned this to you the other day when I saw you. One of my favorite new things on Reddit 
um, is a subreddit called Trump Criticizes Trump. <laughs> and yep. all it is is old Trump tweets from, like, when Obama was president <laughs> of, like, he's working on Christmas, spending however much money on Secret Service. And then it's, like, Trump's done it, like, way worse. Way it's, like, worse. everything it put. It's just great. It's And it, like, I want to say, like, even the most conservative viewpoint of it, you have to at least say – Trump knew had no idea what he was talking about about being president before he was president. So whether he's had a wake up call and it's like, oh, this is how it has to work, or he's just a bullshitter. Like it's one of the two, right? I like, think it's a little bit of both, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's had to have some wake up call, like, dude, you're the president. You've got to do the shit correctly. And also, I think he just bullshits a lot. Right. Speaking of Trump, I the amount of memes that are going around of him taking drinks like a small child <laughs> is the funniest stuff in the world. Yeah. I mean... They're good. How, as an adult, do you have to have two hands, puck your lips out, barely tip the glass up to get yourself a drink? Honestly, for me, I'd rather just spill it on me. <laughs> exactly. It's but, I mean, that's a problem I have where I want to look cool doing stuff, so I just don't do stuff if I don't think... I can do it in a cool-looking way. I mean, I guess at least you can say he's got confidence because he doesn't care. Um, well, when you're 70 years old with dementia, it's hard to care <laughs> about things. It's a little nuts. Um, something that I've seen actually happen this morning uh, was a Houston man was arrested. Yeah, I was actually going to bring that one up. Because uh, there was, he had a small arsenal of weapons in his Hyatt Regency hotel room that he had uh, ahead of the massive New Year's Eve celebration that would have happened outside honestly, I don't think stories like that are ever going to get too enough notice right like that they stopped something that could have been really horribly wrong and that's not going to get near the praise it would if you compare it to the reaction would got if they didn't stop the guy you know what i mean like it would be like this huge thing um kind of like how you know the tsa hasn't really stopped any terrorists no they would have brought it up never have agreed they (laughs) done nothing they are Legalize shit you got to do for nothing. They are legalized sexual harassers. Yep, definitely a job for Harvey Weinstein. Um, Being able to see your genitalia, <laughs> like that's against the trans community somehow. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, the last thing that I have is South Korea has been seizing ships uh, that have been going to North Korea. Um, as you know, that they've had um, an embargo for most areas because of the sanctions. For shooting off the missiles. Well, this is the second one in the last two weeks, give or take, um, where it was a Panamanian vessel, flagged at least, uh, they, they believe was illegally selling oil to North Korea because, again, you cannot sell products to them at this point. Yeah. Um, but it was... I bet you make good money doing it, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's 5,100 metric tons of oil. Well, I'm just saying, like, if no one else will sell to them, I'm sure you could oh, put... Oh, yeah. I'm just thinking it's worth it. That's so you know I'm what? Saying. We're going to charge you $150,000 a barrel, and right. you're going to pay it. Yeah, because what's going to do? Yeah, you're not going to have it? And guess what? Only, like, 10 of y'all motherfuckers use oil <laughs> in the whole country. Everybody else fucking burning sticks and Exactly. And so, I mean, and it was. It was just last week that South Korea seized another one. Now, this one was from Hong Kong, um, which only t- makes that tension that much more... Right high there in that area i just but hong kong and china are slightly different they are it's weird i mean china would claim all that shit's theirs <laughs> but like taiwan hong kong uh tibet all those places are like no we're not yep so like, i don't understand all their politics i should probably learn more about it um but yeah who knows what's gonna happen there yeah because china says we didn't breach any of the united nations sanctions 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, honestly, I think it's so funny that us, we're like, yeah, you better not break those sanctions. Like as America's in general, mm-hmm. but then we have a president. It's like, I'm going to break those fucking <laughs> sanctions. Exactly. <laughs> they say something to me and then people like cheer that. I don't know. It's weird. It's, you know, it's do as I say, not as I do type situation, right. which you can't do that as it, a president. It kind of reminds me, uh, yesterday me and Kubi were coming home. Uh, we went to the movies and, Someone with a Trump Pence bumper sticker is pulling into the La Fiesta Mexican restaurant up the road. That's a and I'm just like, I don't get. I love Mexican food. I love it. But how can you go eat it? And then it's like these people are like, build the wall. But y'all motherfuckers better make my food <laughs> on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> you know, it's I don't even know how to understand it. I get it. Like we have a friend who is in our fraternity who's Mexican, mm-hmm. and he's like all pro-Trump Mexicans out and you're like what and he's like well I'm here legally I speak English well and I'm like I get it man but like I, I don't know it's just weird it's it just is. weird I, I agree with I'm you. like I, if anyone wants a better life and they can do it go Especially for down it there it's anyway um I agree so the last thing I have is that in California the federal court ruled that a high school football player doesn't cannot be ordered to stand for the national anthem Saw that. Um, which I just, I still think it's crazy the amount of issues that are still being brought up regarding this matter. To me, this is getting more national attention than most of the things we have mentioned, which should be getting way more news coverage than what it's currently getting. Right. And it's, it's honestly annoying to see this this much, but this is why I bring it up because it is, every time I get on the news, there's something about somebody kneeling for a protest. Um, and again, of course, it's so bad that they do that. Yeah, I mean, my hot take on it all is I think you should completely be allowed to do it, of course, mm-hmm. um, because I think you have that freedom as an American. Now, I do think as soon as conservatives or whoever you want to say perverted their kneeling to mean disrespecting troops, I think they should have said, we're not kneeling anymore. We're changing it up. Yeah. If that's what they think this means, and we're not doing it that, we're going to do something else. Mm-hmm. Because it isn't really working. Because right now, the people who support you are the people that supported you at the beginning. Yeah. It ain't changed many people's minds. I've talked to, uh, I mean, two of the three people I work with that watch football, two of them are like, I don't watch NFL anymore. Because of it. Because of protests, which I'm just like, I don't, I haven't really watched it this year because I think it's kind of been boring. It has. Even though my favorite team's finally good. Made the fucking playoffs, bro. Let's bring that up for just one quick second here. The Jacksonville Jaguars have made the playoffs for the first yeah. time since 2007. But People they lost gave less. them no chance at the beginning of this year. When they got Leonard Fournette, they go, okay, they have some chance because they've got Leonard Fournette. But they've still got Blake Bortles, and he's terrible. And I don't think that their defense got enough credit. I mean, they're Even like up there with like the, the Ravens. I mean, they are legit. Like Jalen Ramsey is legitimately one of the best lockdown well, corners. I think they have the two best cornerbacks in football on the same team. That's that is a very good argument. Which is crazy. Uh, I mean, Jalen Ramsey's a lot more raw and athletic. But even he said in an interview that uh, Boye, is how you pronounce mm-hmm. his name, uh, how he's like, he's better than me. Yeah, because I mean, he knows more. Jalen Ramsey, I give him another two or three years of being able to, you know, have. 24-7 football. But he's awesome talking shit. He he cracks and me up. And in interviews, I take back what I said before. Remember that shower interview? Yep. He sounds a lot different now. He does. 
I mean, whenever he was first on ESPN earlier this year. He used to be year, like real flamboyant, yeah. Yeah, very. Um, with his Canadian tuxedo, he was rocking right. there. Um, but anyway, sorry. I just I had to give them some praise because my Lions did not make the playoffs again this year. Um, I do think Jim Caldwell is going to be out as a coach. Yeah. Um, but I do believe Glover Quinn came out this year or this week and they go, I think we're three key pieces away from – not only being a playoff contender, but being in the NFC Championship contender, and I agree with you. Uh, I, I mean, think that you need a running back that actually can run for more than a hundred yards. I don't know in three freaking weeks. Um, you ha- you have Kevin Galladay, which is legit wide receiver, or Kenny Galladay, which is legit wide receiver. Um, as long as he was healthy this year, and then I think you have to have some sort of interior defensive lineman like you had with Indomitian Sue. If I had to choose three things, they would all be on defense. See, I wouldn't choose. See, I think Detroit worries way too much about offense when it doesn't even matter because they get outscored. I mean, their defense had the second most takeaways this year. Yeah, but they always get outscored. They're always like down going into the fourth for the last couple of years. Like now, I mean, granted, a lot of that we've had. The I mean, we finally had a, a Pro Bowl player in Darius Slay getting on the defensive side. He's a legit corner. You have Glover Quinn as a safety, which is yeah. legit. And then, then I'm you have my fantasy team. Huh? I both those guys my fantasy team. Yeah, I mean, they're both legit. Then you have Jared Davis as a new middle linebacker that we have. It's just the the problem is is that there is no pressure. You can watch almost every game. There is no pressure for 90% of those snaps from the defensive line. Ziggy Ansah is not what he was two years ago. We have nobody else that took over. Whenever Haloti Nada got hurt this year, that was it. There went any sort of pass rush, even run defense was down. We were relying on our linebackers to stop it. Yep. You have to have a legitimate defensive line to be able to even be competitive in the playoffs. And I, I think if you even took two of those and got them on the defensive line, you'd be great. But in my opinion, without having a running back, you're going to consistently rely on Matt Stafford's arm, which is going to be there for quite some time. But what's going to happen is you're going to get into a Brett Favre. I mean, I have think, as many interceptions right. as touchdowns. Yeah, I just think that's how the player is. Uh, he probably needs a little more structure around him. Um, he's always injured. He needs a John Gruden. Yeah, needs something. Um, also, we have like Oklahoma is playing Georgia. Is that tomorrow? That is tomorrow. Um, so it'll be the day before this podcast comes out. But that's like a big deal around here. I don't really pay attention to college sports much these days. Um, but I'm sure I'll try to. Did you see, see Baker Mayfield's thing where he came out? I really like him and all of his. Internet. He seems so, really funny. <laughs> I've seen there's quite a few memes about this about um, him saying. You know, I was I'm sick this week, but it's not gonna affect my gameplay. And people are like, yeah, just go ahead and set it up in case you lose. You've got a good excuse to fall back on. Right. But I, do, I mean, I don't think legitimately he would ever use that as an excuse because he is a very strong competitor. Right. Um, he does remind me of like an well, he, ninety or an eighty style football player with his he, attitude. He lives off the like people hate on me. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Like, that's cool. It's almost like uh, what was it, Bill Romanowski's style of just I don't give a what anyone has to say. Right. Um, I'm also need to start watching college basketball because apparently OU is has this new dude Trey Young who's like a beast, like gonna be like a top five lottery pick in the NBA next year. That's crazy. And I'm like, oh shit. Well, I need to watch this guy because apparently he's just really, really good. Yeah. Um. So I might have to get into college sports. But the Thunder were on a good winning streak, but then they lost their most recent game that I watched. Yeah. So that was a bummer. Yeah. I mean, they're still twenty and sixteen. Um. I mean, they caught up a lot of games there in a the row. They did. Um, I mean, they're still two games behind um, on Minnesota. Um, but, I mean, really those two are the – because Denver's three games back. Utah sucks balls. Um, then you've got Portland. Yep. So, 
speaking of that, Jaleel Okafor. Yes. What do you think of his, I don't know, the last, I'd say, five or six game of just going off? Yeah, I think it's good. I'm glad he got a change of scenery and all that. Um, I think the funny, the funnest story, and it could have ended, I didn't watch, the mo- I didn't watch basketball yesterday, mm-hmm. um, was n- the Bulls are on their winning streak ever since Nikola Meritich has been back. <laughs> they were like the worst team in the league, and then he comes back, and they haven't lost a game. Yeah. And then he was out, right, because he got his jaw broken by a teammate in practice, punched him. Uh, Bobby Portis, I think so it was. Mm-hmm. And they're – like net rating when they play together is like plus 15 and a hundred percent. Like it's really, so, and they haven't talked to each other yet, but they play really good on the basketball court after this fight. So I think that story is pretty fun. Um, the thunder have finally like on Christmas day, the thunder looks so good. They destroyed the rockets. Yeah. Like everyone was hitting shots. Um, they finally have basically learned that Carmelo is not a big three. It's a big two. So the game they lost recently, Paul George was out. So I feel like and I'm using that as an excuse of why they lost, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, it looked like they might have turned it around. Yeah, we'll just have to see how it plays out. Um, have you seen uh, Joel Embiid recently? Um, Draining some three pointers. Okay, I mean I knew he was um, out a lot lately. Yeah, so I mean he's obviously you know injured or whatever all that jazz. Um, but he has been doing pretty well recently um, with his stats. I watched him the other day on ESPN just draining some three-pointers. Um, and his feet for being seven feet tall. Um, Very I mean, his nimble. footwork. Yeah. I mean, he's footwork-wise, he's like Hakeem Olajuwon. Yes. I mean, he is. It's impressive. And no one in the NBA really cares about footwork anymore, so it makes it look even better by comparison. For sure. I mean, it, it, is, uh, it I, is kind of impressive. There is one huge so – we're going to get into this whole – kind of basically what we've been playing, watching, all that stuff like normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was one news story. You can look up the whole thing if you want. There wasn't enough information yet to make it truly interesting. But I'll tell you what I know. Um, so I've been watching The Office a fuckload. I'm on season five in my little – since I've been off work, I just was like re-watching The Office in between stuff. So I'm on season five. Man, The Office is so good. I forget how awesome it is. But something that I think – it could be awesome or horrible is they are pitching an office revival at NBC. I've seen that. Where, like, some people are going to be coming back. Some people Michael are going to be new. Of course. Um, I don't know because I don't think you can bring Jim and Pam back, even though I would love to because they're – them as actors, I don't think are doing a whole lot. I mean, I want to see Jim and Dwight. That's Right. To me, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. But then they, like, they like fast forward to where, like, Dwight was old, right? Or older, um, well, they did it where he went and got married. Right. I feel like there was a time jump, though, from that. There may have been. On the, like, the last couple I don't episodes. remember the last episode, honestly. I just remember him getting married and Jim saying, you know, your best man can't be younger well, than but you. But then Michael shows up he has gray hair, so I guess that's why I assumed they'd done some sort of time jump. But he was gone for three years. No, he just went on the last season. thought it was three years he was gone. I don't know. Anyway, um, I'll get through them all again and I'll let you know. But I'm a little worried about this office revival. So, yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. Um, so yeah, let's see here. Because what's funny is I actually got my I'll just call him brother-in-law um, a Dunder Mifflin T-shirt because he's a huge Office fan. Right. And I got him a Dunder Mifflin shirt for for Christmas. Um, but I'm trying to. I got a dope ass Ender's Game T-shirt for Christmas. 
So he left on season seven. I think there's nine seasons. Is that what it is? Yeah. According to Netflix, there's nine, but I think the last two seasons, I think, was yeah, like a season seasons. eight, part one, part two sort of scenario. I yeah. don't remember. So that. I mean, it was not. It was nine seasons. Um, to me, he could have gotten some gray hair. I mean, he did have kids <laughs> that could shoot that gray hair True. up. Um, All right, so some we haven't read a lot, but what I've been listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, so Little Wayne came out with Dedication Six. Dedication Six. I just saw before we started this that they put out Dedication Six Reloaded that has one more song on it. Really? So I was gonna burn you a copy of the CD. Yeah. So I know you wanted one, but I'm at the download the, the one new- with the extra song, of gotcha. course, and then I can burn that for you. Um, my thought is, Little Wayne's just very nostalgic for me. Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't matter. Like. He sounds close enough to what he sounded like when we were in college. Yeah. They're like, I'm like, fuck yeah, cool. I mean, I enjoy it. On my hype songs, because I've been getting in, I've been back to working out now for about three weeks, and I'd say 75% of my songs are Lil Wayne from sometime during the 2007 to 2012 era um, of, of his songs, whether it be, you know, a Carter or a Dedication um, or his. Uh, I mean, no Ceilings the, is the best one ever. And- um, I forget what it was, whatever the rock one's called. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Um, his little rock album. He, oh, Rebirth. Rebirth. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is about that, but, uh, no, no love with Eminem. Just that gets me going. But yeah, I agree with you. I, I have not been able to listen to all of dedication six yet. Cause the only way I can I is mean, on that pip. And, and another takeaway I have is. Yoro, who I've only heard on Little Wayne mixtapes on like his features, I never downloaded like his his stuff. He's so good. Like when I hear him, I'm like, I love this dude's flow. I love his well. He's on two songs on it. Mm-hmm. Um, just really like this Euro guy. I like Corey Guns on the song, so I like Corey Guns a lot. Corey Guns. Um, I still don't understand how he didn't blow up. I think if people cared about like technical rap expertise, he would yeah. be like the biggest star. But, they but he just kind don't. of fell off pretty quick. Right. They just don't care. Like they just care about cool beats. And then now it's like if you can mumble some shit in an auto tune that's catchy <laughs> for a day. I like mean, that, I don't get it. Like, like that's that Snoop Dogg video of him hating on all the new rappers. Right. And so I guess what he's like in three weeks, we're going to finally do like a rap podcast where we'll talk about when I've rapped. Yeah. And the reason I really don't anymore is just that. Like, I used to like get the new Big Sean CD or Lil Wayne CD and I would listen to it and I would be like somewhat inspired. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm going to go make six foot, seven foot. But like my version, right? Yep. Um, but now I listen to new music, and I'm never like, get on this shit right here, because <laughs> I basically only listen to Run the Jewels, and their beats are so crazy, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> yeah, for and sure. I kind of like this. I don't even know how to pronounce it. The Race Rum, however you say. <laughs> they have the Black Beatles song, and they have a few other songs. I just really like their whole sound, but I don't relate to what they're saying. Yeah. So, anyway. I really liked Lil Wayne's stuff as far as it being just nostalgic. There are some songs that suck. I really never like. I don't like Lil Wayne trying to sing a love song. Yeah. I just don't enjoy that. Now, like, if it's Lil Wayne doing, like, the Grenade remix with Bruno Mars, mm-hmm. and he has, like, a badass verse, and then, like, a singer comes in and sings, amazing. But when Lil Wayne's like, I'm doing all of it, I'm just like, it never is my shit. For sure. So when those songs come up, I'm like, ah, oh, those aren't good, but... He does like uh, DNA, the Kendrick Lamar song is like the first song on Dedication Six, and that beat's just so good that Little Wayne will do his typical flow that kind of works on all those sort of yeah. beats, and you're like, oh, this is fun, this is cool. Um, also, listen to Eminem's Revival. Yeah, that one's like, it's super hit or miss. 
for like it starts off where you're like, all oh, these are awesome. And then there's some where you're like, ooh, these are definitely made for radio with some crossover genre stuff that I'm just not feeling. Yeah. And then there'll be more somewhere like, oh, these are real good. And then they're more of like, oh, these are bad. <laughs> um, so very up and down. There is one, I, I'm assuming it's called White Boy. I don't really know what it's called. And his whole thing, it's like, it starts off, it's like, black boy, black boy, we don't really like you. And it's like, it's supposed to be like white people like being racist, right? Mm-hmm. And then it comes over, it's like, white boy, white boy. And so he does this whole thing, right? And there's like some rock genre bending thing, a lot of genre bending on the Eminem album. Yeah. Um, and he's saying a lot of really good stuff where you're like, yeah, that needs to be said. It's kind of like this white guilt or sort of like exposing racism. But then the whole time you're like, but he's white. <laughs> and like why aren't black rappers saying this shit you know what i mean like yeah. and then that makes me feel like a racist because i'm all hanging on black right, people yeah. for why aren't y'all accept y'all shit up and do something as good as eminem's doing it over here so that's a weird uh it's, an, it's another issue bringing <laughs> right so i really enjoyed enjoyed it but it wasn't real good yeah like i respect it and i read an article before i even listened to the album um i believe it was on the ringer about how eminem's song white america which i'm sure you remember mm-hmm. um how it was almost prophetic in a way. And it was like him warning the fact that like all these white people who follow him religiously, they think they are shunned because like he was doing satire all those years. Like Slim Shady was satire, Mm -hmm. but the people who were the masses, they didn't get it. They were like, we'll emulate that. Exactly. And so like, he was kind of warning people in white America, like y'all motherfuckers are going to fuck it up because y'all been following me and y'all think this shit. And then now it's like we're kind of in that world that he helped make. Yeah. And he hates on Trump across the whole thing. Bunch of Trump hates. I think he really wants Trump to tweet about him. I think he like yeah. really wants. Um, I don't know if it's for marketability or if it's genuine. I just don't know. I, right. Maybe a little of both. Yeah. And then also um, went and saw Star Wars yesterday, the, the newest one. Yeah. What would you think of it? Um, I don't have any problem with like the whole – mystery stuff they decided to deal with like i've read a lot of stuff of people like upset that raised parentage which in my opinion they didn't tell you mm-hmm. i think it's all i don't know my opinion they didn't tell you some people took away they did tell you so whatever you get from that um there's like some new powers with like that like telephone calls across space which i thought was a little strange but to me the big thing was the pacing like I've always had a problem with star wars movies how they always just start off in the middle of something yeah and that's fine i understand that's like the the way it works. It's the way Star Wars movies works. And that's fine. And that's cool in the beginning. But this seems like there was a multiple times where it's like you're just in the middle of something again. And you're like, but what the fuck's going on? <laughs> like, how did we get to this point? And I just, something about the pacing to me was weird. It was like rushed, but the movie was so long that you're like, how does it feel rushed? But also it's really long. So it was, it was odd. And there was like four different times I thought it was the end of the movie where I was like, <laughs> Good into the movie right there. Like, oh, no, nope, shit, we got like, scene. And then they'll be like, so be like, okay, a little extra scene here. Yeah. You're right, just one little scene. They're going to tease something. It's like, nope, we got another 45 minutes left. <laughs> right, and then it just keeps going, and you're like, that's the end. And then you're like, oh, nope. And then they end up doing that one little extra scene that don't mean shit at the end. So you're like, what the fuck? When's this movie going to end? <laughs> All that said, I didn't hate it. It was good. Yeah. Um, I think Mark Hamill's not a very great actor, and that's fine. I mean, he's never was. Skywalker. Um. But the pacing, like I said, it's it's kind of all over the place. They to me went out of their way to make sure they showed creature like alien creatures on planets, um, which seemed a little distracting. Also, I think if I didn't see it in three D, I would have enjoyed it more. I'm about to do this whole no three D rule. Yeah. Because 
I, what I've noticed, I have to go like halfway cross out, even enjoy things in 3D because you have to focus on whatever's in the foreground or else yep. it doesn't look right. Yep. And so it's just, I don't know. I just don't enjoy that while watching a movie. So I'm about to just be like, I'm just not. I don't, doing that I don't get to go watch 3Ds because Jill can't watch them and my grandfather can't either. So oh, okay. anytime I ever go to the movies, it's never a 3D movie. Anymore. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it, it throws me off. And then while at the movies, I saw a trailer to the movie they're making about my favorite book of all time. And it makes me so angry. And I've never been a book person, right? So is it about Ender's Game? No, no. Ready Player One. Oh, they already Ready made Player Ender's One. Game. The movie was great, but no one went That's and saw it. Yeah. But yeah, Ready Player One. The book is so, I mean, it's the only book like I've, I finished in like 24 hours. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, this book's awesome. Um, it's about video games and virtual reality, and there's like a treasure hunt. It's just a great book. Um, in my opinion, nothing should be a movie. They should all be TV series, like 10-episode run things, yeah. right? And that this would have worked better that way. And then even if they're going to make this a movie, I even know where they should break it and make it three movies, right? Even though the book's not that big. <clears throat> but you can just see where they're cutting stuff. And like... I'm drawing the book because the book starts off. It's a fat kid that lives in Oklahoma City in a trailer park. I'm like, hey, it's in Oklahoma. I relate. I'm a fat kid in Oklahoma. Yep. And then this trailer starts off Columbus, Ohio. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, just immediately. So I'm like pissed. The kid's not really fat. He looks like a nerdy Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> and in the video game world, in the book, he just looks like a little more handsome version, like a no acne, thinner, taller version of himself. Mm -hmm. But in the movie trailer, it looks like he looks like a Final Fantasy character. It's like blonde and blue hair, and he's all skinny and looks like an anime. And I'm like, fuck, it's just not how I read it. And yeah. like, I understand maybe Steven Spielberg who's making it read it that way. And when I heard Steven Spielberg was making it, I was like, if anyone could, it's him because he made Who Framed Roger Rabbit that combined Looney Tunes and Disney. And this is going to require like, a back to the future ride right next to a star trek spaceship like yeah it combines everything right in pop culture and video games in the book and so i just watched the trailer and i'm so pissed already and i know i'm gonna go see it the first weekend <laughs> but i'm like already mad yeah and i'm just like you know fuck it up and so that kind of made me upset before i even watched star wars yesterday where i was like oh man yeah Kind of ruined the movie almost. Yeah. So anyway, video games. I'll try to make it quick because we got to get to all of our top five stuff. Um, I got a lot of video games lately. So I had all the ones I've been playing before. I beat Nier Automata the first playthrough. Pretty good first playthrough. Second playthrough, I'm about halfway through it now. I kind of want to go ahead and just go through all three playthroughs because I really like the game. Um, but I got Persona 5. I'm about 25 hours into that game. And I'm barely even into it which is ridiculous. It's one of those Skyrim scenarios. Yep. You know, it's like a hundred hour game. Um, it's good. I'll talk about it more when we do our top five list. Um, everybody's golf. I finally bought, I'll talk about that one again later. Um, so I've been playing that a lot. <clears throat> um, so I've been playing lots of video games and watching the office. So that's basically what my Christmas breaks been all about besides driving to places. Yeah. Driving has been, mine's been trying to make sure that we get, find a place for all of our voices Toys. Christmas presents and toys because it is taking up half of my living room currently because we have have nowhere to put it so I'm have to pack up half his toys and either put them in the attic or put them in the garage. Um, yeah, I also have to buy a bed today or tomorrow because it's an eighteen hundred dollar bed online yeah. that is on sale and I'm like, well, I got to do it because yeah, I need that. a new bed. Um, but it's like I didn't the sell ins tomorrow and I have to call my bank to up my credit, yeah, my debit card Your limit, debit card limit, yeah. I have to wait till tomorrow. So anyway, hopefully tomorrow I can get all that figured out. 
For sure. But all right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll do our top five. We're going to do top five favorite TV shows of the year, video games and movies. Some lists might be shorter than others. Yeah. My but. video game will be one. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and we're back. So, Powwow, what did we forget? As always, if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at thepowwowwithmo at gmail.com. That is T H E P O W W O W W I T H M O at gmail.com. All right, so we're doing top five lists. I have a bunch yes. of different stuff for the year. We'll try to be quick, but you know, some of them are going to be long for me. Yeah. Um, let's go with your shortest one, which was... Video games. Video games. So what is your <laughs> one thing on video My games? My one game that I've played this year is Skyrim. Um, I do not have much time to play video games. Um, I moved it to my bedroom so I would have that time. However, since we have had our second son, Paul, he his crib is in our room. So when he gets laid down, he gets laid down in there. And so there is no video game We'll just learn Dragon Shout to his um, first word. Exactly. Um, I don't really want to have him do that. I already had him stay up with me last night and watch Star Wars Episode One for a while um, because he wouldn't go to sleep. But that is my one game well, this year. Tonight you need to play Horizon Zero Dawn so you can get two in. Um, <laughs> right. We'll see. I might come over and we'll have to watch Thunder Game. Yep. And then after that, maybe if we can get the ladies out. See, um, all right, so my video games, my number five, I went with Everybody's Golf. Okay. Now, you probably know the series, if you know it at all, by Hot Shots Golf. Yep. So then they changed the name to Everybody. I guess it was always called Everybody's Golf in Japan. So okay. they finally just called it that in America, right? Called Everybody's finally, Golf. We'll, we'll be a conformist. It's fun because you get to make a little you, right? Yep. I always like that. A little animated you person. It's simple, three-click, old-school golf button. So you hit X to start your swing. X where you want your power, and then X again in, like, a little gauge yeah. for, like, accuracy. Um, I rented the game the day it came out because it was sold out everywhere in Ada. It wasn't that popular, right? Um, sold out everywhere. Didn't have a lot of copies. So I rented it, played the fuck out of it for, like, two days, but it was, like, a week before NBA came out, and I knew I was going to play NBA 2K, so I was like, well, I'll just wait buy, to buy yeah. it. It was on sale on a Christmas sale last week, so I went ahead and bought it for 20 bucks on that. So I've been playing that. Super fun. I thought it deserved my number five spots. Heck yeah. Um, my number four went with Persona 5. It might be higher by the time I finish it, but I just started it, like I said, about 20 hours in. The whole concept of it uh, is it's like a school simulation and a dungeon RPG. So, like, you're a, in some Japanese new school, and it's, like, April 1st, and it's, like, during school, you have to like answer questions your teachers ask you. Which, when I played Persona 4, I just looked up the answers. I've been trying to just do it yeah. on my own. Way harder. But I just know I'll probably do a second playthrough. If I want a guide, I can do it then. Um, and then also, like after school and at, in the evenings, you choose how you spend your time. So it's like a part-time job to make money. And then up some of your stats. Like you have guts and courage and charm and these random stats like that. That affect how you interact with people. And... You can also spend your time like with people and then you get like your bond with them up and that affects when you're in the dungeon world fighting, it affects how strong your little like Pokemon like monsters are that they call personas. Sweet. So it's a weird hybrid game. Um, it's also just reminds me of old Japanese games. So something about that just makes me be like, oh, that's fun. I'll play it yeah. and I can play it remote play on my Vita. 
Bakubi watches the TV because certain games you can do remote play. If it's an RPG, like a turn-based kind of slower pace, that's fine. If you start getting into something like, you know, it's a lot faster pace or even like everybody's golf where you need a timing to be exact, um, it's not really no, makes sense to do one. that. Gotcha. Uh, number three, got near. I don't know if it's spelled Automata or Automata. I don't know how they pronounce <laughs> it. Um, I, like I said, beat the first playthrough of that. I'm on the second one. Um, I just really enjoy the story of the game. I think it's really, really cool. It's like your Android people and there's robots and you're like, some of the robots are starting to identify as certain genders and have mother son relations, like weird family dynamics. And you're yeah. like, but they're robots. <laughs> and so I don't know, there's some about that game that I, I really enjoy the story of it enough and the combat's fun enough that I will play it to, you know, get to the next part of the story. Yeah. Um, my number two game that I played this year, it came out before this year, but I got it and played it this year. It's Stardew Valley, which is that Harvest Moonlight game. Uh -huh. So you like farm, and then there's also little dungeons. You fight monsters. Um, you can just spend a lot of time, and it's on everything. It's like PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo Switch, computer. That's awesome. You can play it anywhere. Um, I just think it's a great time killer. When I was first unemployed, I just played the fuck out of that game. It's probably why it's so high on my list. Um, and then number one on my list is Horizon Zero Dawn. Sure, so. Um, it's just, I don't even like third person games really, but it's just a great third person action game. It's fun hunting down robot dinosaurs. You got like all these different bows and arrow combinations to take them down. Mm -hmm. You have like ropes to tie them, tie like bigger ones down. And if they get tied up, they'll fall over and show like a control panel on their belly that you want to attack. Like, I don't know. There's just a lot, a lot of strategy to it. I think the story is a really good sci-fi story. I've seen a lot of people hate on the story. Like it's not that good, but it's really interesting. I mean, it's set so far in the future that they're back to cavemen. People um, make you want to cry in the first five minutes of the game because they're <laughs> real mean to the little redheaded girl. Um, so anyway, I think the game's really good. If you haven't played it, I won't ruin it. Just yeah. really think you should play it. Um, my honorable mentions, something I played a lot this year but didn't come out this year is basically what all these are. Uh, Darkest Dungeon is on the Vita. It's also on PlayStation 4, and it's on computer. I just want to mention it because I think Rusty would really like it, and he listens, and he gets on. Darkest Dungeon, super fun game. Uh, Until Dawn, which I mentioned, was like the horror choose-your-adventure. It just isn't new, but it's probably stuck with me more than any game I played this year. And then Rise of the Tomb Raider also wasn't new, but I played it this year. Thought that game was super, super good. Um, South Park did not make my list because it just, it was good, but didn't really have an impact, yeah. I don't think, like the other games there. For sure. All right, want to do movies next? Yeah, let's go to movies. All right, what's your number five movie? So my number five movie um, is going to have to be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Cool, I haven't uh, seen it. It, so I need to see. I haven't seen the first one, so since I haven't seen the second, I so someday I, I'll catch up. I have to to give this little brief statement on this. I had to watch it twice, um, and it's number five for the pure reasons I've watched eight, seven movies this year. Right, that's the only reason it's number five. It's to me number one was so much better. Some people completely disagree with that, but I don't care. It's my opinion. Um, yeah. Volume 2 is just, I don't know what it was. It just didn't grab me like that first one. And maybe I had such high expectations See, after watching the first one. It reminds me and like Captain America. Like I loved Captain America 1, but yeah. the second Captain America, I fall asleep every time in all that movie, and I've never gotten through it. And everyone says Winter Soldier is like a million times better than the first Captain America. And I'm like, I love the first Captain America. And so... 
Yeah. No, I hear you. But that's my number five. See, I went with all movies that I've seen uh, in theaters this year was what I try to do. Um, but I've only seen five movies in theaters that I could remember. And so my number five was the worst of those. So this really isn't like a great endorsement. But it's All Eyes on Me, which is a Tupac movie that oh, came yeah. out, right? So I went and saw that by myself at like 11 o'clock in the morning on like Kubi was out of town or something for whatever reason. Um, I just think I had too high of hopes. Like I love straight out of Compton. Mm-hmm. Like when I first saw the trailer for straight out of Compton and it was like, ding, 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 I remember you telling, I like, remember when you told me like, about that chills day. went down my spine. I was like, Oh my God, I love this. Cause like Dr. Dre's beats are just so good. Right. And so I love straight. Outta, I went in theater, saw it, loved it. I was like the only white person there and love straight out of Compton. Go to see all eyes on me, which again, I'm not a huge Tupac fan. I when Dom was on here, you know, we've argued about Tupac. Yep. Um, but I respect him and all that. And this guy looked quite a bit like Tupac. But the movie just wasn't good. And there wasn't, like, a whole lot of compelling. Like, you knew he was going to get shot at the end. Yeah. I mean, you know that's going to happen. And there wasn't – I don't know. There just wasn't a hook. There wasn't, like, a this is the plot of this movie sort of thing, right? Gotcha. I don't know. So – I enjoyed my time going. I go in the movies by myself. Got big old Dr Pepper. I had a pocket full of almonds for whatever reason. So I wanted <laughs> almonds and a popcorn, um, and I enjoyed the movie. But afterwards, I was just really disappointed in the whole in the whole. Movie. I was like, oh, I thought like it could have been so much better. For sure. Sorry, right, so what's your number four? So my number four is actually a movie that you are not a fan of, but I've watched it now three times. Um, and it's not because I've fallen asleep like I have with Star Wars Rogue One, um, but it's because I've, I've started to more enjoy it in Suicide Squad. Yep. Um, I, I know what you're saying with uh, Crocodile right. um, being, you know, super I mean, That's hoodish. not the movie killer for me. Uh, for me, the pacing's just really no, shitty. No, I, I agree. And one thing that I, and I know this was one big negative on it for most people, is that they thought the Joker was going to be in it so much more than what he actually was. Um, and I do think that that does take away from it. Um, but well, I, I just think it's a DC's all a big swing and a miss to me. Yes. Because like is suicide squad, the same universe as all the Batman, wonder woman, all that stuff. And if so, like the aesthetics just don't really matter. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely survive. If it was like a one-off and they're like, that's the movie, but now they're like going to try to do sequels to it and mm-hmm. stuff. I don't know. I just, I went and saw it in theaters and just didn't didn't enjoy it for whatever reason. Yeah, um, the only reason I that think Har- Margot Robbie is that her name. Mm-hmm. I think she's sure. really good. Yeah, but Will Smith, I don't like in that movie. Like I don't know. This just, is not one of Will Smith's best movies, in my opinion. That chick from like the Witch Lady. Yeah, black like that stuff's done. Um, like honestly, Harley Quinn's the only one that's like entertaining in the movie. When I think back to yeah, it. Yeah, and I mean, the, of course, the Indian gets killed off real fast. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> um, but no, Suicide Squad is... I've liked it more and more. Um, I hope the second one is better. Um, hopefully they involve the Joker more. I don't know what that's going to be like. Um, but that's my number four. Gotcha. My number four, I already mentioned this one, was Star Wars. Uh-huh. Which I just saw. Um, it's good. It's good. I think, I think the pacing's weird. I think it's too long. Um, I'm interested to see what happens. Because, like, you know, the uh, Force Unleashed, is that what episode 7 the was Force called? The Force Awakens? Force Awakens, that's it. Um, Unle- that was a video game. Yep. Uh, that one, J.J. Abrams was like, let's just go plot for plot like the original movie. And then he added all these characters. And in this movie, it's almost like the plot, the idea was to clean some up. Like, a lot of people die in this one. 
and then like honestly they die without much send off like really but it was a pretty fun movie watch uh so i put it number four for sure so my number three is uh john wick chapter two yeah i haven't seen one or two but i hear they're great so i watched john wick one with my brother and then i watched the second one it's just keanu reeves is just a badass um, I mean, I love a lot of Keanu Reeves movies. There are a few things that are kind of um, just like with most, you know, action movies that are just like Hold on, yeah. Real quick, because you brought up Keanu Reeves and we just talked about Star Wars. Have you seen that face swap with Adam Driver and no, Keanu Reeves? I've not. If, all right, so you remember the one that had Kevin from The Office and Ted Cruz, and they yes. swap their faces, and you're like, it looks like it's the exact same. Same, yes. same thing with Keanu Reeves and Adam Driver. They'll take really? their face and swap them, and you're like, you didn't swap anything. <laughs> it's creepy, I'm gonna have to man. look that up. Yeah, it's good. But he. It's just crazy because in this one, you know, he's got a bounty on his head. He's in part of this, you know, underground assassins people. And then he eventually just says, you know what? Um, what's his name? Yeah. Swear oh, engine. I hear the first one's like kind of just like a pretty linear, crazy action movie. Yeah. And the second one, they're like, by the way, behind the scenes, there's this big organization. Like, and then they just add more to the world. Exactly. That's but, that's what it is. But Swear Engine yeah. is, is in it. Um, and so... He, you know, he, at the end, I mean, if you haven't seen it, sorry about the spoiler, just shut it off for about 15 seconds. Um, but he goes in and he kills this guy in the end in this kind of safe haven of all these mercenaries. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Right. He's like, you talk shit, you messed up, told you not to do this, I'm going to kill you. So then they go, sorry, man, we got to kick you out to the club. You're going to, you've got, I'm going to give you, I think he said 24 hours or something. So he starts walking. That's when you realize how large your organization is. When he starts walking down the street and like every single person gets this text message on their phone that, you know, John Wick is out of the organization and they're all like looking at him, takes off, start running with his right. dog. Um, but it was a really good movie for me. I like action movies and him in that role again of just being a badass. Right. I mean, first Matrix, he's awesome. Exactly. So what's your number three, Mo? All right. My number three was Wonder Woman. That's actually my number one. Okay. We can wait. Save okay. It. Uh, so you're number two, two two war for the planet of the apes. And I never saw it. So I saw the first planet of the apes redo with James Franco. Uh And I never saw the second or third one. I'm very upset that he was never involved in another movie, but I don't think it made sense for him. Um, no, but I just, I love James Franco. So I wanted it to be, that's really my only personally. That was, I mean, I mean, that's why I went to the theaters to watch the first one. So storyline, he's not needed, but I think you could have used him in the storyline to make, I mean, Caesar becomes more and more, you know, personable throughout. Right. Um, but in the last one with Woody Harrelson, Woody Harrelson just got that swagger of like, I'm here to kill all you fucking apes. Right. I don't care who you are. I'm going to shoot you in the head. Yeah. You Woody, know what I mean? Just, he's great. He's got that look. But I mean, you definitely, it hits you in the feels with some, how they treat these apes. Right. Um, you're like, eh. Well, I mean, the original one, I mean, maybe it's not. To me, it's just such a view. Like a view on racism. Oh, for a hundred percent for sure. Like, um, I mean, white supremacists called black people monkeys. Yeah, right. Like, I don't know. I, and you can definitely. I don't know if it's that literal or not. You could put the comparison there, but it was a really good movie from beginning to end. I mean, it five minutes into the movie, it hits you in the feels. Right. I mean, when it when the little baby monkey dies and all that stuff, and the Caesar gets super mad, um, and then you have the white ape that decides to backstab people. But that's when you find out, like, That's Caesar's, racist. Why does the white guy got to backstab people? And he's the albino ape is the one who does it. Bullshit. Um, he's the one who joins the humans. But it is, Caesar turns into, like, a, you can tell, like, deep down he's got some dark, because he just chokes that dude out. Right. When he finds him, just chokes that well, ape. I mean, he, he was dies. raised in the world where they weren't aware. 
Exactly. Um, so it was nuts, but that that is my number two movie. All right, my number two was Get Out. I didn't watch it. Oh, man, super good. So my critique is the girlfriend on the in the movie is from Girls, uh-huh. and she's super annoying in the TV show Girls. So the whole time I was, like, really hard to separate that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, gosh, she's so annoying and gross. <laughs> but uh, the movie's really good. Uh, lots of twists. Um it's one of those ones where, like, you watch it, and after the twist happens, you're like, I saw that coming. But you don't really, I don't know if I really did. Yeah. Right? Or if it was, like, it just worked, it was written so well that once it happens, you're like, ah. There it and is. then in your mind, you're like, I knew it. Yep. But, it. I mean, it's really good. Uh, I mean, a lot of people say it's like, you know, and I'm sure it is, it was written by um, the dude from Key and Pill, Jordan Pill. Yes. Who wrote and directed it. Um, and so I'm sure it is about this whole, like, it's like a black horror movie. Like black, what would black people be scared of the most? Mm-hmm. Oh, white neighborhood, but they're liberal people, but yet they seem like they have slate. Like it's all this stuff. And even as wife was like, I don't even view it though. I mean, it's just a creepy movie regardless of any of that. Mm-hmm. It's all like, no, no. Even if I was a white dude and I went home with my <laughs> girlfriend, this stuff happened would be crazy, but I'm sure it is a lot more impactful if you are a minority, right. And kind of dealt with some of that stuff. Um, but Get Out is just really good. If you haven't seen it, I'm sure it's in a red box somewhere. Yeah. Um, it is really good. And it just a lot of um, like subtle acting, like a lot of like subtle, creepy shit that you're just like, oh, this is it's weird. It's weird. Sure. And then, um, you know, bringing like sci-fi elements at some point, which is always fun in a horror movie. Yeah. I think so. Um, anyway, Get Out, super good. Awesome. So my number one, like you mentioned, number three earlier, Wonder Woman. I just thought it was a really good movie. Yeah, it was good. Um, I I am excited for the next one. I think they're they should have kept her out of all the other stuff. Yeah, just I kept mean, her as pure. I mean, she's just uh, now. I, I don't understand. Maybe I just don't know enough about the Wonder Woman storyline. But I thought once she got out of that Amazonian area, that she would start to age like a normal person. Apparently, that's not the case. Um, out of that bubble, because in. Uh, in the uh, I don't know if she gets to go back or not. I haven't read any comments. Well, because in the you know at the beginning of the movie, she's in current day. Bruce Wayne sends her a package. Right. She's the exact same age and look as she was a hundred years. I mean, but she's a god um, or part god. She's like Hercules. Yeah, that's so, I mean, the I, best. I guess way that's to, it. She's the best we compare. She is. She's a Hercules like thing. But I just assumed once she got out of that you know bubble, that that's what you want to call it, that she lived in, um, that she would start to you know age like a normal human right. but i guess that godlike factor makes it different yeah i don't know enough about the backstory now my big complaint about wonder woman is the main bad guy the worst casting worst choice of all time I loved mean, even it, harry potter worst like villain he just didn't work with like i'm gonna have armor on and be a god like it, i don't know maybe it's i shouldn't care about that little stuff but like i remember after them leaving the theater being like Ooh, no, I, same weird. way. I was like that worst, worst one. Um, but, but the, the movie yeah, was good. It was a fun movie. Uh, I think all the stuff on the islands way more entertaining than the stuff when she was left. Um, the island stuff and those women are badasses. Yeah, badass um. women. Charlize <laughs> Theron and all them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was my number three. I liked it. Uh, I also liked it a little more because Koopy normally doesn't care too much about comic book stuff, but she wanted to see Wonder Woman because for sure, the, Jill loved it as know, well. Female thing you. or whatever. Um, so we enjoyed it. I so, liked it. What's your number one, though? Uh, my number one was The Big Sick. The Big Sick? Uh, which is the Kamel Nanjiani movie that mm-hmm. Judd Apatow produced, directed, something. Yeah. Um, came out this summer. 
Now, I'm a lot closer to it in a way because Kamel Nanjiani and his wife have a podcast called The Indoor Kids. They haven't been making it over a year, but, like, they used to do it every week. Mm -hmm. And it'd be like, when he'd go film Silicon Valley, he'd be like, I'm off the next six weeks or whatever. Um, But they talked about this movie, how, like, they were working on writing it. And I'd known their story from the podcast of what happened. Um, So whenever I saw this movie, I was like, well, I got to see it because I'm – invested already in some way you know i've watched or i listened to him on their podcast and all that so if you haven't heard of the movie basically kamel starts dating this girl um everything's going great they break up over something dumb like you know because he's pakistani i believe mm-hmm. um like in real world he's from pakistan and he's playing himself so anyway he has like a box of like women for arranged marriages that his mother keeps giving him sort of thing and then this white girl finds it and is like you're cheating on like blows up right out of proportion. They break up and then she gets sick and someone calls him. He takes her to the hospital. She goes into a coma and then her parents show up, but they haven't really started dating again, but he hangs out the whole time at the hospital with her parents who is Ray Romano. And I cannot remember the woman's name, but if you've seen her, you would recognize yeah. her and she's super funny. Um, and so he's a stand-up comic in the movie because again it's based on him. So like they go watch him do a stand-up set, and it's just basically him hanging out with their parents while she's in a coma, and it's just him being awkward because he's yeah. an awkward guy, right? Um, and it's just a really good movie. Like after the movie, like it's a really good movie. Um, For so sure, that was probably my favorite of the year. Awesome. <laughs> I want to see Disaster Artists really bad, but just haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Spider Man, I think, came out this year, but yeah, I never I, saw it. I wanted to watch it, I just haven't yet. Yeah. Um, All right, so let's move on to TV shows. Yeah, so my number five, um, I, I watched all, I don't know, I think 13 seasons is what it is this year, CIS. Um, I know you're not a, a, a fan of any like CSI type shows. Um, Only one. Law and Order SVU. Yeah, Law and Order SVU. <laughs> Every other serialized criminal show, I'm like, I'm out. Um, I don't know what it was. I just, it, it was pretty, it was good all around. Um, I just, I, I like the, the story from the beginning um, where they've got their little group where she ends up dying and then you get in Ziva and she ends up dying. And it, it it's, the, the three main characters, or I guess you could say four um, with Mark Harmon and uh, Polly Perrette, I think's her name, which is going to be gone after the end of this um, season. Um, those two are really the main glue of the show. Um, then McGee is kind of on there, and I can't remember the guy's name. Um, he's now in that Durham show. Um, but it, it was an all-around decent show. I mean, what is it that draws you? Because I guess for me, the reason I don't is, like, SVU is the only one that, breaks out because normally their guest stars are like trying to do really good acting, right? It's Mm -hmm. like some semi-famous person that you kind of recognize and they're like trying to show you their range being a rape victim or whatever, right? Whereas then on like the NCISs and the CSIs, the acting never seems to be good. It's kind of a little cheesy. A lot of the lines, the CSI work is as just fake. Like that stuff just doesn't exist. Yeah, no. And then at the end, they're just like, we caught the bad guy. And so to me, I just, it's not, I, I it's guess, not funny enough. There's not yeah. enough plot. I don't know. So that's I why I just can't get into NCIS, it. I guess for the reason I, I like it is because it it does have that CSI, but it's not like the CSIs where it's like, we pulled this whatever formula that no one's ever heard of to right. solve a case. And there's actually a legitimate slow process of solving it. Not like, oh, at the end we found someone. Now this past season where they added uh, Wilmore Valderrama, that started happening where they're like, oh, we 
forgot to figure out how to capture this guy. Last five minutes, we're going to capture him. Right. Um, so I guess that's what draws me. Because I used to watch CSI until it got way too crazy for me. Um, but th- that's it. And also just uh, Tony, excuse me, the guy off Durham, uh, Denozo, he has so many just like one-liners throughout it because he's that, you know, stereotypical single guy who's from Ohio State that was a jock and he thinks he's funny and he's really just a, a big baby wanting to have his dad's approval. That's right. really what he wants. Um, but I guess that's my draw is the way they, how they go throughout it and the crazy-ass storylines that they have sometimes. I'm like, I wonder if y'all got this from a real serial rapist or killer that decided to do this and yeah, that's good. what you did but that's my number five um that one went a little longer than i thought but yeah that's five all right my number five is master of none okay i know you've talked with the season on sorry <laughs> yeah so season two came out this year season one came out last year i watched season one last year and it got a lot of hype like people loved it and i was just always like uh eh, i mean it's okay you know I, I just didn't for whatever reason i didn't love season one last year like, mm-hmm. it was good, but I didn't understand why I was getting all the hype it was getting. And then this year, before season two came out, I was like, I'm going to rewatch season one. And I just really, really, like, liked it more. Mm-hmm. And then season two, I like a whole, like, I just think it's so much better than season one. Like, him and his best friend have a really fun relationship where, like, I don't know, just when you're watching the show, you're almost always cheering for Z. Like, you just want things to go well for yeah. him. Like, I don't know. It's really odd to explain it. So, like... His best friend, like, so this season two starts off with him in Italy learning how to make pasta in Italy because he loves pasta. And his best friend comes to visit him in Italy. He's this tall, big white guy. And then they're just all like, eating in Italy is my favorite thing. Eating in, and they're just singing like this stupid song, right? Yeah. At a restaurant. You're really happy watching it. You're like, fuck yeah, good for them, you know, or whatever. Um, and then his relationship with this Italian woman on season two really pulls at the heartstrings or like you just really wanted to work for him. Um, most of the time, if I remember correctly, it looks like it's not, and I don't even know if it does at the end of the day. I don't quite remember how it ends, Yeah, but, uh, very much pulled me in a lot on the second season. Uh, and you, it's, you can tell it's made for Netflix. It's not made for a TV show. Like it doesn't have like a typical problem, fix it. And like, it's just kind of is what it is yeah. sort of thing. Um, so I really like master of none, uh, put on my number five, even though, Everything else, I think, here came out this year. But yeah. that one, I really like season two. So. Yeah. two. My next, well, actually, I think three of these next four came out prior to this year. I figured they would. Um, number four I have is Big Bang Theory. Um, I just, I've watched it since Inception, and I, I love it. I just think Young Sheldon, and this weird, Young Sheldon's so much better. So, that uh, it has put Big Bang Theory a little less in my book. So, I, I'll be honest, I hated Young Sheldon when I first watched it. Um, but Jill really liked it, so I've rewatched them again. Right. I like it. I mean, it's it's easier to me for me to like something if it is that format of one camera, no laugh track. We're telling yeah. a story, not a everyone's on a set, pause for laughs, thing of the Big Bang Theory. And the Big Bang Theory, to me, in the last few years, it is just here's four minutes of barely any jokes, commercial break, a few minutes of jokes. And like, and I don't even watch. Most of them I watch them like on CBS All Access. Like I don't watch them live. Mm-hmm. And even with that, like the episodes are like eighteen oh, yeah. minutes, and they're getting smaller. I swear they're getting so, shorter. I just don't think it's very. 
they're just they're making money and that's fine. But the quality of the show, they're not doing anything. Because I mean, they signed what for two more years or something, right? Um, and I think after I mean, that, Raj has been looking for a woman for goddamn eight years, yeah, or whatever. Um, then he got to you know dating two women at once and screws it up. But yeah, that's that's gonna be my number four is Big Bang Theory. All right, my number four is Glow. Glow, which stands okay. for the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, mm -hmm. which was a Netflix show that came out this year. It had the chick from uh, Community. I don't remember. I know her, you're talking about yeah. her name right now. Um, brown hair chick from Community. She's so good in it. Like she really uh, went all in onto the role. Mark Marin's in it, and he does a good job. All the women that they get in the show are like really, really good. And then I also like professional wrestling as a kid. So there's part of me was like, oh, you kind of want to watch this. Mm -hmm. And then they have the documentary after you watch the show. You can watch on Netflix. It's about like the real Glow organization that they base this on. Um, I don't know. It's a really good show. I'm sure they'll come out the second season. I'll watch it as soon as it comes out. Um, but it's basically them just starting a women's wrestling organization in the 80s. And then the main character is like an actress. She's not an athlete at all. But she thinks this is how she can break into acting is because she sees there is acting in wrestling. So, like, she wants to be the heel. And then For this sure. other girl's like the all-American one, and she dresses up like a Russian communist. Like, it's just it's funny, but also really good. Um, so, that's a good combination there. Gotcha. So, my number three, Luke Cage. Oh, yeah. If this was last year, it would have been way out of mine. I, I've uh, still tried. I've not been able to finish the first season yet. I've got, I think there's two episodes left uh, right. left of this season. But I've really, me and my wife have really liked it. It's just tough to find time to watch that because you obviously can't watch that around kids. Right. Um, but it's it's really a good, good show for me. Yeah. Uh, I always say out of the Marvel Netflix shows, Luke Cage is my favorite. I think Jessica Jones is the best. I think it's like the best story and all that. But Luke Cage is my favorite. I just really... Enjoy. I like his uh, his demeanor. Yeah. As a as a hero, it's not like he's no, he's not like I'm gonna be a hero. He's no one like just I don't just don't fuck with me. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to live my life, and I really like, enjoy it. I really, like I'm Luke Cage. I, I'm bulletproof. Don't shoot me. You're right. Just leave leave me. The Unless you had that one special stupid ass expensive bullet. Right. Um. Anyways, what's your number three, Mo? All right, my number three is the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Okay. Which I mentioned recently ish. Mm -hmm. Um. Jewish woman becoming a stand-up comedian. She's super funny. Uh, it's an Amazon Prime show, so you have to have Amazon Prime to watch it. Mm -hmm. um, totally worth having Amazon Prime regardless, uh, but this is a good bonus. Um, just really, like, I mean, I'd say give the first episode a try. If you like the first episode, you'll like the whole thing. It's from the creator of Gilmore Girls. Yeah. So if you've watched Gilmore Girls, it has that certain sort of dialogue between people, like where it's two people in a room and they're talking very fast back and forth. I don't know, like the way Gilmore Girls is. I don't know how to explain it. Um, but because this is an Amazon original thing and it's not something on the WB, they can curse, they can say a little more, they have more freedom, right, to do yeah. a little more or whatever. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, me, me and QB knocked down like a day, all eight episodes, which uh, she was looking forward to it forever. And it already has a second season coming eventually so sweet definitely recommend marvelous mrs mazel awesome anyone especially if you like stand-up comedy yeah so my number two is gonna have to be the orville oh shit i forgot all about that yeah one. i don't know if you remember it or not um but it's i really like it yeah you're it's in. really good um i mean it, i don't know if it'd be on my top five honestly i mean i've watched a lot of shit yeah, i mean but. you do i mean that's that's my thing is i don't watch a lot of new stuff right um so Orville's I mean, real good though Exactly. I mean, my number one has been on for seven seasons, so it's that's not it. Um, but the Orville is just new shows. It's easily my favorite. It, it has that Stargate 
Star Trek, even though he, they said it's not a Star Trek parody, right. it is. Um, it's hilarious. I just well, honestly, it's a lot like uh, was it Galaxy Quest? Yes. No. Uh, one with Tim Allen. That was it. Was it Space Quest? Maybe it was Galaxy Quest. I know what you're talking. It's about. more like that than anything else. Um, it's more like that than anything else that I can think of. Yeah, and it's it's really good. I'm excited to see it come back out again in the spring because right. obviously they're done with the winter break. Right. Um, but I, that's my number two, and it may end up moving to number one after next year. Yeah, the Orville is really funny. Um, yeah, I did not put it on here, uh, but I like it. it. Definitely, I enjoy like I like having a certain sort of show, and it, all, and it, it like fulfills that sci-fi genre. Yep. Right. So I'm like, yeah, this is fun. Um, all right, my number two was Handmaid's Tale. Yep, so, figured it'd be on there. Yeah, I talked about that a lot this year um, before we had a podcast mm-hmm. where I watched first episode. And I was like, holy shit, this is really good. And I kept watching them. Um, it's just a really fun. I just really like the idea. And I guess it's a book and the book's probably better. Yep. You know, I, I'm sure it is. But basically the whole concept is there was some sort of civil war. Um, the people who won were like the super conservative rights who uh, like women now cannot own money. Women can't read. Women... They're trying to go back to a simpler time. They think it's going to be better for the morality of the country. Um, so, like, Canada is, like, a safe haven. People are trying to run away to Canada and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, but also, in this world, women can't – almost every woman's sterile and man. Like, everyone's sterile. So, like, you can't have kids. Um, so, Peggy Olsen's going to call her Elizabeth Moss, the actress's name, who played Peggy Olsen in Mad Men. She can give birth because she has a kid. So, because of that, instead of killing her, they capture her put her in these camps, handmaiden camps of women that can give birth, but they're all sluts because, you know, they yeah. have kids. So they, like, mind-fuck them, basically, and brainwash them into living this lifestyle where then they just go basically and live as, like, a a person in these rich people's houses, and then they have these ceremonies where they have to have sex with the men and hope to give these people a kid to their family, but they don't get to keep Because, like, it's really just messed up side, yeah. right? And yeah. Every episode, you're like, oh, now at the end, I think it's a little too girl power-ish to where you're like, nah, she would have been shot dead. Right? Like, I, th- I appreciate a show that keeps shit kind of real, mm-hmm. and I think there are moments in the show at the end where they take a few leaps of like, I don't think she would get away with that in this world. But, you know, that's their show. They can do what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, but one the sec- once the second season comes out, I'm sure I'll watch it immediately. It's on Hulu. Um, Koopy loves it. I'm sure it was her favorite of the year. Um, so again, when she likes the show, it's easier. Like I'm sure, you know, to yep. watch it and get into it. Um, but yeah, so that's my number two. So my are all like girl power For sure. shows this year. <laughs> so my number one, um, is going to have to be game of Thrones. Um, it did not make my list cause I did not like this season that much, but see, I, I was, I was liked it for one reason. They finally moved on. To saying, hey, the White Walker should move past the wall. And I'm, again, if you haven't seen it, sorry about the spoiler. I'm super pissed about how they just took three seconds to take down the wall. Yep. Now we're done. Let's move on. Um, that that was super. I just hate how quick everything is. Like I it, didn't like last season that, or the uh, season before this. And I, I didn't almost like that it's quick, but it's too quick. Like they took freaking four episodes to get five feet, and then in. 10 seconds of an episode, you traveled half a continent. Well, see, I, this is kind of the way I think of it. Uh, when we were reading the books, mm-hmm. right, it took forever. The long did. books. But you read them and you're like, yep, this is the real shit because it, take, it, it takes that time. Long. And you got there. And then the show's first few seasons, exactly like, I mean, as close as they could have been. Yeah. With, I mean, they changed a few things, but not a whole lot. Um, and you're like, yeah, you got to earn this shit, right? You got to earn it. And then 
the last two seasons of the TV show are just all so fast that to me that's like reading conspiracy. Like when you go online and you're like, well, there's this theory that the hound is actually the grave digger in the book. And then you read like all these experts real quick and you're like, that does make sense when it's all quick like that. And so like the new seasons are like, it doesn't seem like the actual ending. It seems like these are a conspiracy theory of what the ending could be in the books. Like when I, and I don't think the books are ever going to come out. I'm <laughs> yeah. solid in the camp. It will never happen. <laughs> yeah. But it is just so fast. I, it just doesn't have any weight to it. Yeah. I and then, like the things that people are online complaining about, I'm like, it doesn't even matter. They're like, but John and Daenerys, I'm like, motherfucker, Targaryen's been having sex forever. You don't understand yeah, this world. Who gives a shit? And, and it's sort of thing. If it wasn't so mainstream, like the show's so goddamn mainstream and these it, people ain't read the books, yeah. and it makes me be like, put in the work. Yeah. Know, put but in the work. I hear this. you. I'm just, I'm excited. I wish they wouldn't have cut the seasons down. I wish we wouldn't have to wait until 2019 to see the next one. Right. Um, but it, it's it's still a favorite show of mine, so I've got to put it as. And I just one. know that, like, you know, the book's supposed to be the first three, and then there's supposed to be a five-year time gap, and then the story was going to pick up on book four, and then he started writing, and he was like, people are going to hate this, and then he scrapped it. I just would love to see what that's like, because that would have been so much better. Arya goes off to get trained. She just straight up becomes a faceless man mm-hmm. with all the training in the world in her five years. And then she's badass. Like, where now it's like you're supposed to believe her hanging out for a couple months. She's this badass warrior. I don't know. Anyway, Game of Thrones. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm going to watch every episode. For sure. I just didn't put it in my top five because this season wasn't. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it, if that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. So what is your number one, Mo? All right. My number one is The Deuce. The Deuce? Yes. Okay. Um, it's from the creator of The Wire. Comes on HBO. James Franco plays Twins. That should be enough to get you to watch it. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, but it's based, uh, this place in New York, the Deuce, which I don't even know where, I don't know enough about New York, but some part of New York, right? That's famous. And it's going from the time where there were pimps and prostitutes and then moving it into where they're going to try to make porn videos. So it's gotcha. like porn's coming a little more legal, prostitution, they're cracking down on a little more. So the first season, they're definitely all in the porn or all in the prostitute pimp side of it. But yeah. at the end you start to see where it's going yeah. a little bit. It's only eight episodes so far. Um, again, it's a dude who made the wire. So it has that almost exact feel to it. Like, I don't know, like the dialogue's real good. Um, actors are just really good. Um, all across the board. The, I mean, the deuce was the show. It was like every week of like, well, we got to watch it. Kubi doesn't like it quite as much as I do. Um, but I'm just, I got really into it. Lots of penises. You see lots of penises on this show. So just warn you on that one. But gotcha. good. Awesome. Um, all right. I have a few. Armage, the Keepers I watched on Netflix, mm-hmm. which was like, if you like making a murder, you should watch The Keepers. It's um, based on the Catholic Church, kind of like the school system where these priests in the school were abusing girls back. Anyway, that one's really good. Um, Mindhunter, I've mentioned before, I like. Halt and Catch Fire finished this year yep. and i love halt and catch fire just wasn't good enough to make my top five there west world was disappointing i wanted west world to be the next thing i like loved i'm gonna go back and watch it again and i think it has still has potential it just was trying to do so much that it was like i don't know i had like the lost problem where it was like yeah. let's try to throw a bunch of shit out there see what sticks and then and, we'll answer questions later and then we're just never gonna answer those questions All right um and then we watch Ozark on Netflix, which I think you would really like with Jason Bateman. Yeah. Um, and then I had Game of Thrones, of course, on my honorable mention. For sure. 
All right, guys. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Power Mo podcast. It is New Year's Eve, so anyone who's uh, listening to this will be after New Year's. Hopefully, you're not uh, didn't get arrested or anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for sure, just make sure you're out there be safe. Um, I know you'll be y'all are coming over today. Um, hopefully, there's not too many crazy people out. Um, it doesn't start snowing or some I shit. I know, jeez, it's like freaking negative 10 degrees outside. Yeah, it's so cold. But, all right, that's the end of it, y'all. Peace. Peace.